0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We've got another episode of the Trash Talk Roundtable where we're going to be breaking down Challenge USA season two, episodes two and three. That's right, we got a double motherfucking episode tonight. Like we're MTV and shit.
1: <coughs> Y'all, like seriously. First whoa, of- whoa,
0: well, wait, wait. Before you get into oh, that, okay, before yeah, you get into go that, Because I didn't even do it last week, so I, I got to make sure it. we do it this I know. week. <laughs> We got myself, Ricky Hayes. We got my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. We got Tony Stats and Info Lance. That's right. Two people right there and for the <laughs> price of one. And then tonight we've got a very, very special guest. You might know for, about him from his podcast, Mental Health Check In with Talik for his second time hopping on the show. None other than Talik, thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. We're fucking stoked yeah. to have you back. Absolutely. Thank
2: y'all. Thank y'all for having me. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, uh for you guys that might have missed it, so we had to leak on Damn, it was probably about a year ago, maybe a little bit longer.
1: It might have been even a little longer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it was kind of when you were first starting your journey on your mental health check-in podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I remember we were talking because you got Pauly and who we're going to be talking about a lot tonight and then Marlon on an episode together.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's
0: kind of what kind of got everything going for you a little bit. On Instagram, yeah. Yeah, it was all on Instagram. Um, But since then, man, you've had some some top-notch guests. Mm -hmm. You've I I can't think of his name right off top, but he's the guy from 40 year old virgin. Like he's the one that makes me laugh my ass off in that one. What was his name again, Talik?
2: Romani um Malco.
0: That's right. That's right. And uh, you know, he's had other some of your favorite challengers on there, other reality TV celebrities on there. Mm -hmm. So if you get a chance, definitely go check out his podcast. As well as he's not always just talking like you know reality TV like we are over here. His goes on a much deeper level with people's mental health, how they deal with their trauma, how they've overcome their trauma, and what keeps them in a positive mind frame. And I I really recommend checking it out if you haven't. So uh, scroll down a little bit on the episode. You'll see it linked below. With that being said, I want to make sure we get into this episode. Like I said, it's a double episode, a double LP. Like We're fucking Tupac. What do you I, look? Yeah.
1: First of all, what do you think
0: about the challenge? Not Tupac? I want to clarify that first.
1: <laughs> first of all, I just want to say because I got this message a bunch on Instagram um, and I know that we've like tried to say it in the episodes. We've tried to keep it updated and keep you guys informed on Instagram. But again, just so you guys know, while they're doing these weird double episodes, our recap release schedule is going to be absolutely insane because we cannot record during the middle of the week because, like you know, work, kids, work, time and, change, lives. Exactly. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's literally just impossible um, for our team to record during the week. So the episode that airs on Sunday, we are not going to be able to recap that until our normal recap night, Friday night, along with the episode that airs Thursday. So it, just like this episode is episode, you know, is recap for episode two and three. It This is just what it is. You know, like yeah, I, literally not a single fucking person asked for this CBS. OK. And like, I know y'all don't have shit else to air on your channel, but this is just ridiculous. OK. And nobody asked for this. And and, and it's 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 fucking up our vibe. Look, it's it's fucking up the vibe, man. I would be
0: so much more accepting of the fact if they just picked. Wednesday at nine.
1: Uh, yeah. Like this
0: Thursday at 10 PM bullshit. Like I'm fucking in my thirties. I ain't got time for all that. I passed out on it last night.
1: Who do they think's
3: watching this show? So I fucked it up two weeks running. It actually airs for Thursday nights here in Canada at eight. Yeah. So I've recorded it both times and then had to watch it after the fact because <laughs> we keep talking about it being on at 10 and I'm an idiot. So I wait until 10 and then turn on the TV and Big Bang Theory is on. And then I'm like, this is the channel that the challenge is on because it's the only thing we watch on actual cable. So every time that we switch over to the cable, it's already on the right channel. And once again, it is on at eight. So I could be going to bed at nine, but instead I'm up until 11 because I can't do basic math involving time change for a (laughs) podcast that I've been on
0: for over a year. That's well, hilarious. At least you yeah. didn't miss our recap.
1: Yeah, that's True. yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, but anyway, so it just you guys are just going to have to hang in there and bear with us for the, the. The good thing is, is that these double episodes from what, as long as we're not being lied to, they're only going to be for these first three weeks. So we should only have. I don't know if that means that we'll have two more weeks of double. I don't know, but I it's think. only going to be for the first few weeks. And then we should be back to a normal challenge airing schedule, which means we will be back to a normal recap schedule. <laughs>
0: I think it <laughs> stops after episode six. I'm not 100% sure, but. That's
1: what I'm thinking. So we yeah. just got three. So we'll get four and five, and then we'll get six on Sunday, and then seven on Thursday, and then eight in the next Thursday, nine the next, you know what I mean? Yeah. So
0: Well, fingers crossed. Hopefully they I don't think. keep this going I mean, on us. We'll
3: the only thing that I will say to their credit is that this was a two-part premiere it wasn't like they did part of an episode up to the elimination and then to be continued it like they sometimes do yeah it was legitimately two halves of the premiere episode um now why they didn't just air it all at once whatever it is not my decision to make (laughs) right but that made me feel a little bit better when it opened by saying that it was part two of the premiere and i think like 45 minutes after we recorded last week, I sent you guys a message, and I was like, so this is actually part one of, part, of two parts, and it was intentional, and I could have known that before the episode even aired, but chose to not read the article where I actually got all the names of all the people that were going to be on it. I just missed the opening paragraph.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, yeah. Well
3: could have been worse. I
1: just hope they never do a, tu- uh, a Tuesday. I just hope they never do a Sunday thing again because this is just. I actually dogless. prefer the
0: Sunday episode because it's no, on no, at it's, nine o'clock and I can actually stay awake through the whole fucking I, thing.
1: No, I do it at fucking Tuesday or like when, like, I don't even care about the Thursday thing necessarily, but Sunday is just way too far between where it airs and where we're able to record again. Like, it's just too much. No, I got it's you. Too much. Maybe like just it. we can like
0: compromise it. Wednesday at eight. Wednesday you know what at mean? eight
1: nine would be cool like yeah. i'd be fine with nine so i don't have to rush no, nine messes with survivor well
0: yeah well we'll figure something out or we won't because we don't work for fucking cbs <laughs> yeah so. anyway moving on <laughs> so guys let's get into this uh we okay. sorted that out we're gonna be going with episode two blurred battle lines like a fucking robin Thicke song lines.
1: Oh, say sorry. sorry.
0: You no, know, it's expected to sing on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So
0: where episode two picks up is obviously where episode one left off, which was at the elimination, and at that point it l- picks up with TJ heading to the chopper. <laughs> I mean the hopper. See what, what I did there? Yeah, hopper. Well <laughs> Anyways, oh God, he goes up, and uh, it's literally like a twenty-five percent chance that a woman's name is going to be called. Woman. it's even
1: less than that. Yeah. It's way less than that because there was four girl balls. Wow. <laughs> Just stop. So.
4: There were four
1: balls with girls names put into the hopper. Hopper. The hopper and 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 then the, like fucking like 12 dude names. What the 25% chance thing was yeah anyway sorry i'm taking over your story yeah, go ahead
0: you karina doesn't math well anyway so it's yes okay, i do you know?
1: i math better than you talking about four out of 12 is fucking 25 percent and all this weird shit the same
0: anyway so long story short michelle's name gets picked out of the hopper. <laughs> I'm saying that for the rest of the season, by the way, if you don't like it, you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. Get
1: to the hopper.
0: Get to the hopper. It just works, bro. (laughs) It works so well. Her name gets drawn. And the first thing you hear is Amanda go laugh and say some fucking She just
1: starts cheering. She's like, woo, like Uh, a fucking child.
0: And uh, anyways, Michelle and her start going back and forth at each other. And. Amanda's like, well, let's just wait till we're going to till we can get face to face. We can get a little bit closer. It's like, come on, Amanda, stop pretending like, like you guys are going to fight. You're what are gonna you going to do? What are you going to do? It's not even that. It's just like, let's stop pretending like people are going to get tough when they're not going to get tough. You guys are going to That's
1: gonna what I there. mean. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to do nothing.
0: More importantly, Lewis is safe.
1: Yes, yeah. Lewis is safe.
0: Okay, so I like the fact that Lewis is safe, but can we can we just dial it back just a bit? He looked like Josh when Josh won his first elimination. <laughs>
4: like pretend that you... he was in the
3: he was the last one picked for draft. Yeah, true. He got singled out by the by the winning team and then predominantly was predicted to go into elimination against somebody that's probably going to be a big name. Yeah,
1: I can't say I wouldn't have reacted the same, to be honest. I'd have been so fucking... I would have reacted exactly the I
0: same. I don't know so if thing. I would have fell in the dirt and rolled around. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. Well, then maybe you're doing it wrong.
0: I might be, but you know what? I'm it's, happy for him because I want to see more okay?
1: of it. It's <laughs> TV, It's
0: TV. Anyways, uh, so... Obviously, Lewis isn't going in because um, Michelle's name was picked, and we find out 50% that fifty percent
3: of Amazing Race, he's back.
0: Yeah, exactly, right there, mathing. But we find out that Michelle is going to be going against the Land Shark, Amira, and <laughs> and surprisingly, this plays right into Amira's will house. She' don't be in the
1: water. They're what? playing
0: a game called Slam Dunked, where they get dunked into a water and basically have to knock ping pong balls out kind of like how you would try to knock a bee out of the fucking pool <laughs> like I figured that's how you train for this situation is is, that's the training <laughs> yeah that's the training model the, the way you do it like that's how I did it as a kid remember there's a little bee in the swimming pool you fucking try to get in there and splash that motherfucker up out of there so it doesn't sting yeah, you. Exactly. yeah exactly totally yeah. a smart way to do it as a 10 year old oh
1: yeah facts yeah
0: uh, <laughs> but uh, what there's 1500 color balls. yeah so there's
1: 1500 balls per pool um, you gotta knock as many um balls out as you can in 15 drops they'll be like lifted up and then dropped into the water 15 times um and then yeah the the most the person with the least amount of balls left in their tank wins
0: whose job was it to make sure there was exactly 1500 balls first of all and who counted them after yeah that didn't look like 1500 in there yeah
1: it didn't, but he he specified fifteen hundred. Like, why? Okay, that's. It
3: was the guy that used to do stats for the dailies. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, they should have. He him got go a back
0: new to job. That. Yeah, because yeah. this would have been yeah, like now his ball counter. Yeah, this would have <laughs> been fifty percent holding your breath, twenty five percent swatting at bees and water.
1: I mean, to be a hundred hundred percent honest, twenty five percent heart. This <laughs> This may have been like literally one of the worst, most boring elimination. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you tonight? I touched the
0: mic and it did something. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, okay we're you. good. Sorry anyway, about that, guys. Um,
1: it, so uh, this this may have been literally one of the most boring, uninteresting stupid eliminations I've ever seen on the challenge on any. I thought
3: we were talking about episode
1: two
0: first. What?
1: <laughs> we are. And it, it was
0: cold as ice.
3: It
1: was stupid. Like it was so stupid and it was not fun to watch in any way, shape or form. Like who's, whose idea was it? And who was like, you know what, you know what fans would love to watch us do it is, is, is they would love to watch us drop them in water and then, Watch them go like this in the water to splash some balls out onto the sand. Like that's what fans would love to watch. Let's let's do that. Don't one. worry.
3: They redeemed themselves with throwing beanbags and standing on an ice block. Jesus
0: Christ, Yeah, yeah, probably not the best challenges, but I will. We've gotten one bad one, a good one, and then another bad elimination so the next one's gotta be good
1: it's gotta be right, right? it's gotta be something
0: but I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the Plinko giant Plinko yeah. <laughs> I got
3: confused on the order of things and I was trying to figure out which elimination went where gotcha because it was like that wasn't the good one but yeah it was. we
0: weren't high minding at that point but uh no anyways look there's not a lot we can really say about this elimination Michelle ends up winning she's got 1,319 balls up out of the pool where Amir the land shark only got 1,301 <laughs> She
1: will forever be known as Amira, the land shark on this podcast. Oh, for sure.
0: (laughs) Look, I will say they both went full tilt. They
1: They did. did. And they were really close for for a long. Well, they should. They finished pretty close, you know, so 18
3: apart. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, props to Amira. I I don't like I don't know. I know that we we tease her about the shark thing, but I can't really judge her off of this. Her physical like this. This elimination was so dumb. So, you know, props to her for giving her giving it everything she had
0: the thing that's wild to me is that she was so nonchalant. Like she did not seem like there was any pressure. She yeah. was just like the as cool as a cucumber kind of thing. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's true. And yep. and that's impressive, especially for your first challenge, your first elimination as a the rookie. The
1: first elimination yeah. overall. Like,
0: uh, you know. So unfortunately, Amira wins the Johnny Bananas Award for going home first on your rookie season. <laughs> oh, you see what I did there? A little jab at him because he feels like a rookie this year so we'll get into that a little bit later don't worry I wrote it down (laughs) so anyways after Michelle wins we find out the twist is that after you have won an elimination you can choose if you want to stay on your team or defect over to another team and replace whoever you want on said team
1: and major props to you because you predicted that on episode one what what to what what i mean i honestly have some good predictions episode one. we did i mean did, like I it's almost like
0: we're fans of the show
1: almost like we kind of know almost. what to look for yeah i swear we did not know that this was going to happen though guys <laughs>
0: no for reals we really didn't no we're um, dumb but uh oh, michelle decides to stay with team red flag which i'm actually really yeah. happy about because she fits yeah. into that team very well it's 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 well balanced for her i think it's you know, a good dynamic like it
3: really all the is personality wise are really well balanced
1: yeah, yeah agreed agreed yeah uh, and
3: Amanda's on green
1: uh, dude she annoyed me with this confessional right here where she was like the devil is clocking in she should be more scared she has to go back in the house and face me I'm like dude why? N- literally nobody in the world is scared of you Amanda not a single soul uh, not a single one <sighs> anyway so, so
2: I thought I found Amanda very comical <laughs> I don't know why I never wasn't really a fan of her before but she was just—it was just comical. Yeah, I was like, okay, you know why they like? I feel like they her for the, just the, the drama of the show. So that's why she
3: was casted. Oh, definitely. She, oh, yeah. Not, I mean, it's weird. not she, because sorry. she's a top tier competitor.
1: No, she she literally breathes, and I'm annoyed. So I, I just I can't find any enjoyment in her whatsoever because she's just such a nasty person. It's cool. just. Ugh. Karina
0: oh. feels about Amanda the way I feel about the New Orleans Saints.
1: Yes. Shout
0: out to Corey via <laughs> by the way. But so they get back to the house, and uh, Amanda and Michelle have a confrontation there in the kitchen. During you kind mean, of
1: Amanda a has a confrontation.
0: It, it was going to happen regardless. <laughs> Michelle was like, it. "No." Uh, it, with that being said, they go back and forth, and it really boils down to you find out that Amanda says that Michelle's jealous because of Fessy, because Fessy left Amanda or left Michelle for Amanda.
1: I, I, don't, I just want to just
0: a fucking stupid reason to be upset with someone is over fessy. I'm just going to put that out there. It's
1: so dumb. And I'd, I would just also like to add on to this Amanda's cute little fucking story. I would like to remind you, Amanda, that he literally cheated on you with a fan at Mania. So I don't know how much you really want to be like bragging about stuff like this because and then you took him back looking like a fool several times. Like, why would you want to is out for blood? Why, I told you guys, man, I'm not fucking going easy on this one, man. Like she clearly wants it, right? She, she wants all this attention. So fucking desperately bad. So I'm gonna give her the attention she so desperately wants. Like, why are we fighting over Fessy? Like over Fe- of, of all people. And especially after everything he put her through, what the fuck are we doing?
0: Yeah. Uh. My favorite part about this whole situation is where Michelle was like, "Dusty's Dusty face oh, Dusty was, was top great. notch, yeah." But the one that just edged it out a little bit further to the point where when I saw it on the preview, I had to message that person and tell him how much I was fucking rolling from seeing the preview. Was when Michelle goes, "You're just like a chihuahua. All you do is fo yap yap yap." And Polly goes, And he comes oh. to Polly, he's like, "Ooh!" And that shit killed me. I was dying, like tears <laughs> rolling down my face <laughs> when I saw that preview at like six in the morning. Had to write him a message right away about that one. <laughs> but uh, that pretty much is kind of where the fight ends, except Bessie, for you're being summoned by yeah, your women. <laughs> except banana saying that, and that is a great ad lib in the moment. I'm gonna oh be my honest. god, that was
1: incredible. <laughs> (laughs) Really quick, though, I just also want to point out, and I I was saying this earlier to Rick, what I don't understand about these three girls, and I know that Tori hasn't really been dragged into the whole like fessy girls fighting drama thing. Her and Amanda have their own fucking issues for whatever stupid reason, but I don't understand why these girls don't work together like it just like Corey's girls on what what season was that where he had three different women in the house that he had dated
0: dirty 30 it was like
1: no because 30 30 was where he met kayla wasn't it or uh, maybe it was it, dirty 30 it was yeah.
0: invasions where he met kayla okay and i think it was on vendettas because he was like the first one to go home on vendetta because
1: they all fucking ganged up on his that the girls came together and worked together to get his little lass out and then they started
0: no that's not right it would have been dirty 30 but but anyways yeah
1: Yeah. So like. I, I just don't understand that. Like, why wouldn't you guys want to like team up and be like, fuck you Fizzy. And I don't know. It's just, it just makes no sense to me to fight over this man.
0: So I want to get into this because we touched on it a little bit last week, which was the difference in John A's gameplay from all stars to in this current season. And I've been putting a lot of thought in this and Johnny was really successful in my opinion on USA two is cause she played such a diplomatic role. We even um, gave her what? like, I'm sorry on all stars cause she played such a diplomatic role. We even gave her that like almost that CTS type of social game where she's not really making any big waves or anything. She's just going with it and she's cool with everyone. Yeah. And then we get into this one and before she even knows how the whole vote plays out, she throws out a rogue vote on her own teammate. And then finds out that with
1: no backup, like no no backup, like plan to cover her ass or anything.
0: And it turns out that when they get back into the house, Team Red's done the math and they realize that somebody on their squad has placed a vote on one of their teammates. Perhaps
3: the one person who's not at the team meeting. Exactly. And
1: like and who sticks out aside like because they're all like working together in some way or, you know. And, and that's was my theme. Fault.
2: It was her fault. She told Michelle that she was very nervous about that vote. So
0: she just. She, she it gave herself. it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you're in that situation, tell me you're not making sure you're at every team meeting. Be like, yo, that's wild. Who threw that vote? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it it just like it seemed like a really brash decision. And then no follow through on that to try to cover your ass.
1: It, she needed she needed a backup plan. If she first of all, don't don't do that on vote one. Like, no. do, just, wait till vote two. Yeah, do, at least at least yeah. wait till vote two. But if you're going to and even then, if you're going to do something like that, you're going to go against your own team and vote against your own team. You have to have some sort of backup plan in place for who you can place that blame on and have your story ready. For situations like this, because if you're confronted about it or if you, you know, and then you have to latch onto your team, like the fact she was not in that team meeting, but the other like seven of them or six of them were whatever, red flag on team red flag immediately, immediately, you know, like, ah, poor Johnny.
0: So, and yeah, and that's the thing is like, there's got to be that follow through. Otherwise you're, you're fucking yourself for the rest of the game and, you know, foreshadowing guess what's going to happen you know what i mean um, consequences of her action yeah yeah a hundred percent
2: yeah exactly now
0: i'm gonna be honest this little alliance that's getting set up i think they called it in the secret garden the secret garden, garden. where it's like desi it. tiffany chanel michelle and both Alyssa's, is and michaela And Michaela. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I missed. In episode
1: two, Michaela hadn't been mentioned in it yet. That's why her name's not written right here. But yes, she's officially part of the yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: But like, all right, like you could you could lose Alyssa S. Like she's not really adding anything to this. But that other group right there is a strong group of women. I mean, Chanel, I can see her going all the way to the end. Same with Michaela and the same with Desi. I could see Tiffany working her way into it. Same with Michelle and even Alyssa Lopez. Yeah. Um, the only one I'm reserving judgment on is Alyssa Snyder, just because I haven't really seen her do anything yet. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if she pulls something off.
1: I'd Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely watching her for, see what kind of social moves she can pull off and not just, and I don't want to like say like she's just tagging along with these. Obviously she's made the choice to align with these people, but I'm just waiting to kind of see like, where she's going to add her own like flavor into this right whether it's physically whether it's socially whether it's you know she comes up with a master plan or something you know i don't know but i'm i'm definitely keeping an eye on her oh
0: it's just it's tough because she's a rookie you know what i mean yeah but
3: i've been burned before by say coming in strong with people we know nothing about and making judgments that were very wrong
1: I, I do want to say, though, that I loved how, like, when they were all sitting there talking on the bed there in, you know, Desi and everybody's like, just play stupid. Like, we're just going to yep. let them think that we're stupid and we don't know what they're doing. We don't know anything about their games. We don't know anything about the challenge. We don't know what we're doing. We have no plan. Oh, look at us. Poor, poor rookies who don't know anything. Oh, you know, smart, fucking smart. <laughs> <Super>
3: smart. <laughs> play into what the vets already think the rookies are. Yep.
2: I, I do wonder if that's was in there, like how this game would be. Like with the girls, you know, with their secret online. I wonder who they would target.
0: Mm. I think we would see a lot more show lines in that situation, like Survivor yeah. versus Big yeah. Brother. Cause it's surprising me because Desi was quick to jump on that bandwagon to get rid of Tiffany in USA one, but now all of a sudden they're all working together. You know what I mean? I think it's yeah. just
1: I think I think like Wes said in obviously a, a little bit later once it, it, would they get into the nominations and all of that. But I think it's like Wes said, he, he said something along the lines when he was talking to bananas where he was like, it's not necessarily survivor or big brother or amazing race. It's just everybody against the vets right now. And I think once they are satisfied with cutting down the vets, to who they want with them or whatever the situation is, whatever their ultimate goal is with those six vets. Once they kind of get to that area, they're going to start fucking taking pop shots at each other. And yeah. that's what I'm excited for.
2: Yeah. You know, it was crazy though. Team Bucks were trying to do this for a long time, but it takes CBS kids to do it. Look, it works.
1: Well, it, but the thing is, is I, I don't, I don't even want to say that it took CBS people because I don't, I think that that makes it sound like, the other MTV rookies couldn't have done this if they were ever like given the opportunity with the numbers, like majority of they the time, the, the thing numbers. is the the MTV vets right now are in the position of rookies on the flagship show, right? It's just reverse. They're the rookies in, in the game now, and they're getting that rookie treatment. But aside from spies lies and allies, which mainly were people who had never played a competition style game before And some didn't speak the same language. And Some didn't even speak the same language. So aside from that one, there is almost never really been a situation where there have been more rookies than vets slash champs. And so I think it's the situation. But I'm just really fucking glad that there are people in this in this season, whether it's CBS or whatever. I don't, you know, Survivor, Big Brother, Amazing Race. I don't care where they come from. I'm just glad that there are people there that are willing to make these moves because there are people on the cast right now who want to play it easy and walk, and walk alongside the vets and play nice and all of this stuff. And then there are people like Chanel, Desi, Michaela, Michelle, the Alyssa, you know what I mean? Who are like, no, fuck that. We're going to play this way and you don't have the numbers. So you're going to play our game. Have fun. And, and I'm here for it. I, like, Hell yeah. I, I, we needed this.
0: Oh 100% yeah. I mean otherwise it's the same shit every season and it's what we've all been yes. complaining about yeah and I do find it well I'll save this for when that part actually happens so I don't want to jump into that yet but let's jump into this daily <laughs> called <laughs> working the polls
1: Hey, dala make it holla I think that was dusty yeah yeah that was dusty <laughs>
0: shout out for that one um so Despite what it sounds like, they're not going to be stripping. I was highly disappointed. Yeah. Um, But what they do have to do is get on a platform that's 35 feet above the water with these poles that are shaped like upside down lollipops. And they have to get from one side of the platform to the other side of their corresponding color. And they're broken up into uh, teams of four. So there's going to be two heats. And for the green team, because they're a girl down, one of their girls has to go twice. And you know who's going to do that for them? Desi, because she's that fucking one.
1: Dude, yeah. Queen. uh, Queen.
0: So uh, in heat one, we're going to get Tiff, Michelle, Dusty, and Polly from team red flag. From team green, we're going to get Lewis. Tyler, Amanda, and Desi. And then from Team Blue, we're going to get Seabass, Alyssa Lopez, Cassidy, and Chris.
1: They all get up there. You know, they start heading across, um, and I'm just going to kind of run through the order here. Um, You know, Cassidy's obviously the first to drop, and we get that uh, that confessional from Seabass when he's like, you know, Cassidy's right behind me, and then all of a sudden, bloop. And I love the way that they they edited this this daily. First of all, actually, before I dig into anything, I love how they edited this daily with it intertwining the confessionals with the daily. That yeah. way to kind of tell that story. Number one, and then some of those shots where they would come from like far away and come from underneath it and pan by underneath it were super sick. So. Just the little video editor in me was like, oh, my can I love it. Um, so major props to production and the editing team on that one. Um, but anyway, so Cassidy drops first, followed shortly by Alyssa Lopez and then Michelle and then Dusty. Just like boom, 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 boom. But Sebastian Seabass actually gets across first, followed shortly by Chris. Unfortunately, Lewis then drops, Tiffany drops, Polly drops and all of Red is out. Red did not get anybody across in the first round, unfortunately.
3: I will say super stoked for both Seabass and Underwood. I know that neither of them are on my draft team, but we all know that I'm absolutely team survivor. So to see them both get across in a heat where most people just bailed is huge.
1: Agreed. Yeah, no, that was really awesome. Yeah. And then next, um, you know, Amanda, quote unquote, makes it onto the platform. Um, OK, we all saw Desi push you. OK, so just calm down. <laughs> then Desi follows and then apparently Amanda pulls up this man by his foot upside down. No, you it was Desi. Desi did that. I promise you. I promise you that.
3: I will say as well, to your point about the editing being really on point, I'm really liking the fact that they don't care if they get camera people in the shot.
4: Yeah, because that's
3: allowing them to get those shots. Yeah, because there were a lot of the time. One time I actually went back because there were three people on the green uh, ledge when it was only desi and amanda that got across at that point but then it was a fact that it was one of the cameramen and i'm i'm fine with seeing cameramen because we know that there are cameramen because we're fucking watching the show yeah so well, we know we that know. there were cameras there
1: you don't have to hide it from us
3: so i like that they're kind of bypassing the need to never show production yeah for the sake of really cool shots
1: Agreed. A hundred percent. I agree with that. I don't mind seeing the cameraman or, you know, the, the production team every once in a while, you know, obviously like, especially in a situation like this in like a daily or a final or something like that, you know, like, I don't mind that. And I'd rather see the good shots instead of like getting a scene cut or a shot cut just because like the cameraman, it caught the cameraman's fucking arm for like point fucking two seconds, you know, like I, I don't care. Um, So anyway, so, you know, Amanda and uh, Desi pull Tyler up. And so green gets three across, blue gets two across, red gets none. And then this is where um, my absolute favorite part of the entire episode happens, where uh, Tori gives her confessional and she says, honestly, I'm happy for Amanda because she's barely a challenge great. So she had to do something kind of good to be here. (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my line of the night. Like that was the most cold, petty confessional I have heard in a really long time. And the fact that it was Tori to Amanda saying exactly what the fans, majority of the fans have been saying since the cast was announced, it was just bravo, Tori, bravo.
3: That one's not even my line of the night, which means there are other ones out there.
1: I have a funny moment of the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it from The Daily?
2: Yeah, but yeah, man, I like this. It was when Tori dropped and Amanda was like out there just acting crazy. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. I was like, okay, I see why they cast her. She's not a deep competitor, but I see why they canceled her. That was funny. Yeah. I was like, I, I remind you, I never paid attention to Amanda before. I just thought she was crazy, just saying crazy stuff. Just like, all drama but I was like oh wow I said that was actually her and Tori going back and forth was actually funny like I'm not gonna lie it's drama she's
3: like an anti-cheerleader
1: <laughs> I just I don't I just personally just have a problem in finding entertainment and like shouting at someone saying that you hope they drowned and like someone who like preaches what about being you? a mom yeah she said drowned you wet dog oh. like she's fucking nasty and like <laughs> I must have skipped that part i so, a- <laughs> it just I don't know I'm such like I'm such a I think positivity is probably the wrong word, but like just like awareness of other people and other people's issues, mental health issues, potentially that I just I cannot get on board with how Amanda portrays herself and treats people. And so like literally like like I said, I just everything about that woman just just gives me the ick. But like I get it, like why people like find her entertaining. I just me, personally, I just, like, I just don't find entertainment in treating other people like shit. You know what I mean? Like, be competitive, talk some trash, but, like, it's, there's a line, and she, like, Rick always says that Amanda's a, a um, what does he say? A habitual line Habitual stepper. line stepper. But, like, for me, she's, like, a... Yeah. A fucking leap and bound over that line and dance a mile away on the other side of the line. Her. Yeah. That's her.
2: <laughs> yeah, they say when, when she goes low, she goes right to hell. She does not hear what she says.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so then we get into uh, Heat Two, which is Josh, Chanel, Bananas, and John a for Team Red Flag. Wes, Michaela, Monty, and Desi for the second time for Team Green. And then Corey, Alyssa S, Tori, and Fessel for Team Blue. Really quick, because this is probably going to be the only time that I do this in this episode. I just want to give Bananas a little bit of a shout out because he absolutely um, killed it getting across this lollipop thing. And at first... At first, I was like, this motherfucker just left his team. But then I realized what he was doing. He was getting to the other side of the platform so he could help make sure that the girls could make that jump. Because that was what they were doing was the guys were getting on and pushing that first lollipop to them because it was so far from the platform. So bananas was getting to the second one so that he could help pull them onto that second one. Cause the distance, you know what I mean? And so, and we watched Amanda struggle trying to fucking pull herself up on the padding and everything. So props to bananas for that. He absolutely murdered that, um, that whole thing, literally made it across that thing in like five fucking seconds. But, uh, anyway, moving on from that Monty drops first.
0: Did you see what happened though? Like that whole, I'm fucking, not cool with that. Yeah. But, the whole thing broke
1: um oh what happened to monty yeah it was messed up yeah Yeah. poor guy. that's why i said shit well that's why i said because we were watching when we were watching earlier and rick was like um or it was when michelle fell and you could hear bananas say you have to keep your feet on it and i said yeah you have to keep your feet on that little red ball or just not be monty that's that's how you get across this thing you know what i mean like this fucked up it did like it it should have been reset.
3: It should have been reset. It was heat two, which means that whoever did heat one was mm-hmm. all over that thing. Yep. And then it broke. It wasn't that he lost his grip. It wasn't that like anything else. The fucking ball fell off the bottom of it. Yeah. And if you look yeah. after he fell, this that is just pole dangling. is like three quarters of the way down where nobody else could actually use it either. But yeah, just like, oh, guess, guess he fell. Due to yeah. our mishap.
1: Moving it should have been, been fixed and reset for Heat 2, honestly. I, I was very upset about that. But following Monty, Tori drops, then John A. drops, then Alyssa S. drops, um, and Bananas gets Chanel across, um, and then right after that is when Josh drops. And really quick, I, first of all, I know Rick absolutely lost his shit. He's not speaking up right now for some reason, but Rick absolutely lost his shit when bananas made this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I took it took me I a set second. Set you to, up, set you up perfectly. Look, and you're I'm, like, make sure you br- you bring it up and look, blah, blah. up. I'm and in a I lot of pain. Give you a okay, second, and I'm wait. doing my
0: best right now. But <laughs> it was fucking hilarious to me because bananas is anyway, so watching ahead, yeah. Josh, and he goes. Watching him fall off this is like just watching a candle melt. Like, you know, it's going to drip at some point. You're just uh, waiting for it to happen. And then they showed in so much. I was like, oh, fuck, he's right. It's spot on.
4: It was so
3: But it, I get it and I understand the appeal. But like, Josh already gets shit on by fans left, right, and center. And then to put the dumbass music over top Dude. of him falling, like, not necessary.
1: Yeah, can I just say really quick? And I would just like to point out that I'm saying this as a massive Tory fan. Y'all fucking know I love my girl, Tor. Okay. That's my girl. But this moment right here shows the the favoritism among like production and editors because we had we literally just like two months ago less than two full months ago had tori in the final of 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 the world championship okay of the world challenge championship okay final and she cannot ride a fucking bike and there's no clown music no kind of joking nothing like that but josh Slides down, the, slides down the pole and falls off. Like literally a, like two thirds of the rest of the cast did as well, but he gets the clown music.
3: Yeah. It's and bullshit. Like Josh has been off for a couple, like for a season or two now or whatever. And he's been actively working on his athleticism and everything else. So it was just like, I understand that it's a show, but it's a total dick move. And like it, Absolutely rubbed me the wrong way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of that either. That was, that was, you yeah. know, anyway. Sorry. No, it's if fine. If you have more to say, no, I was though. just going to say oh, okay. from that
0: point on, it's, you know, Michaela, Desi, and was it, um, well, west makes, Wes makes, makes it across, Corey Corby drops,
1: Bessie drops, and then west pulls Desi and Michaela over giving them another three on this one. So the only one who didn't make it for team green was obviously Monty, but this gives green the win for the daily
3: and Lewis. Sorry, not that I'm trying to shit on Lewis cause he's on my team, but he also fell.
0: Yeah, that's right. He did. Mm-hmm. It seemed like this one was just a little bit tougher for the bigger guys to hold yeah, themselves yeah. up on that. Um, well, and
1: if you didn't get good footing on that little red little ball at the bottom thing. If you didn't get good footing on that, like you were fucked. And like, and like bananas said, if you were not holding up your momentum to get across, you were going to struggle. And that was why so many of them lost their strength before they could make it across. Like Polly, he was literally right there and he could not get across because he just, he, he took too long getting over to that last little lollipop and had no fucking strength left
3: the second season in a row where bananas has explained to us what
0: momentum is it is <laughs> what i was impressed with were the people that were sitting on the ball and just like yeah. straddling the other one and getting across like that, Chanel, that yeah that was awesome that took some fucking ingenuity right there cuz yeah. I, I would have eaten shit right off top on that one facts yeah
3: it looked like lewis like tried to resituate himself and the ball just like smoked
0: him in the face yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what happened. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, so like Karina said, Green Team ends up winning this daily, um, so they'll get to select two people that will automatically go down to the arena. May not go to into the elimination. It all depends on what happens with the hoppa
1: Who TJ pulls out the hoppa <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> from
0: there we go uh, to the house for nominations oh, and voting. God. And right off top, we get... I hate this to- so much. Yeah, Tori trying to butter up to Amanda. And it's like, what are you doing, Tori? Please
1: stop, Tori. I love you, girl. But please stop. Like, you're so much better than this. Please stop.
0: Well, it's not even that. that. It's just like it's a waste of time. Don't
1: do that. Yeah. Don't do that. It's a waste of time. And then like, and now look, now it's going to become like a whole fucking stupid running joke for what? For Amanda to not give a shit.
0: It just it. It seemed like a complete waste, like a misread by Tori, because here's my thing is, in certain situations, that can work for you, right? Because you got the vet thing going, and it sh- was shown to work a little bit in spies Lies. They actively didn't go after each other for most of the season till mm-hmm. till the end. But in this situation, the vets are already outnumbered. They're going to get picked off one by one. Yeah. And Amanda's not going to fucking waste any game collateral she has on Tori.
1: Yeah, like, I don't and know and vice why. vice versa. I don't know why Tori... I mean, I get it. Like, the uh, the vets, the... Aren't supposed to, but I like, I don't know when and look, and I know I'm going to get a bunch of Ashley fucking bullshit um, coming into the thing. But literally when other than Ashley has Amanda like ever had any type of loyalty like that to veterans in the game? Nobody. I
3: thought Tori was joking the first time that I watched it. And it wasn't until I watched it the second time that I realized that she was like jokingly serious. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's not going to work. Not that it, not that I didn't already know it wasn't going to work. So watch the episode previously, but also just because it's Amanda.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: I feel like she just tried because her back was against the wall. So yeah, you I know, mean, at, th- at that point, you're going to try anything to stay in the house. It was
2: scared because you know they was getting picked off. So like, I get it. <laughs> I wouldn't go to my worst enemy, but no. somebody <laughs> doesn't
1: like me, somebody that doesn't
2: like me. That told me to fall or drown. I would. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No.
0: No way. I, yeah, I think I'm just going to take that L and go in at <laughs> yeah. that point. You know what I mean? Like, Well, and the thing tour. is,
1: you're talking to the wrong person. Like, I don't get why you would be over trying to make a deal with Amanda when she does not, first of all, she doesn't run her fucking team, okay? She might think that she does, but she fucking doesn't. And number two... She does not have the numbers on her team as a veteran. Why would you not go and try to make a deal with one of the other girls? Now, do I think that Desi or any of the other girls would have taken Tori up on her offer? No, because they really want her out because she's the most recent like flagship champ. And they know she's a fucking beast. And it's going to be hard to beat her in a final. So let's try to get her out in an elimination during the season. Super smart. But she would have had a better chance trying to go and make an alliance or something with or make a deal or something like that with with one of the girls on green. than than to just go and expect Amanda to have her back in that vote. Like that was just made me upset. I um... hated that. That's
0: where Tom comforted (laughs) me. Right? Yeah. So here's something that I'm not enjoying about this season, and we even got it on USA One, which is the fact that we haven't gotten any bar scenes. And they clearly went out to a bar in this because everybody's getting ready. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it cuts back to they're at the house and Seabass and Tori are hanging out,
1: which I don't like either.
0: Well, look, I'm going to take this from what I heard on Pierre and Zach Nichols, uh, their new show, the Zach Nichols podcast. Oh,
1: yeah. Make sure you guys go check that out. Go follow them on Instagram and stuff.
0: They said this and it really rang true when, as a guy, you tell a girl that you're very, 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 very attracted to their personality and they reply back with, thank you. Yeah. It's not a good sign. No. You're about to get friends, though.
1: Yeah. I know that I just I just don't I don't know. Like, I honestly I want I just want to see Tori go into a season and and not like get distracted by like the guys and like trying to be friends with people and all this stuff. You know, not don't 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 get in a relationship. Don't fucking feed into people's drama, especially like the type of dumbass drama Amanda starts with you every time you guys are on a season together and just fucking kick ass. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just,
0: she would eat him. I thank you.
1: I know. I didn't want to be the one to say it, but yes, she would absolutely fucking eat him alive. Yeah. Anyway, let's just move on.
0: Well, from here we go into all the rookie girls talking and meeting and agreeing that they want to go after a vet specifically, they want to try to get Tori versus A in there. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, fuck man, I like both of them. Why you got to put them both in. Can not you just put one against Amanda? Oh, that's right. Green team one. Fuck. That's pretty much how my whole inner monologue went through that whole scenario. I Um, do
1: want to say though, like once, once green goes in for their, their nominations and their team meeting, watching Wes try to take control of these rookies and Desi just looking at him and being like, my vote is for bananas and Tori, yes, you know, like he straight, <laughs> he straight like gave his whole thing, like, and then he offered to compromise and he was like, can we just pick one of them? And then one of like, you know, somebody else, whatever. And Desi was like, ah. My votes for bananas and Tori. Sorry.
0: I already know where where this is coming from and who's going to say it. So I'm high minding with him right now. But Michaela's response back.
1: Oh, yeah. To Wes. Yeah. To
0: Wes was top notch. Mm -hmm. That math doesn't add. Yeah. That math doesn't add. And then she went through and used his own ego against him in the argument where he had nowhere to stand saying, look, the way you're able to coach us through and help us, that's what they do. So if we can get rid of bananas on that team, they're just gonna be weaker. And it was like, fuck, there's no counter-argument to like, that. Like you
3: can't argue that, Wes. His counter-argument was as a return, as a champ or a vet or whatever, giving advice, I would say at least hold back for another vote or so. No, he
1: said he said for the first round. And I'm like, Wes, yeah. the first round this is, is over, big round. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my
3: favorite part of that is after he says that, and he's just like, I say we lay low for like like you said, the first round and just see how it all falls. And Lewis is like, "Now I'm good to vote big. And then that's when he comes back with the can we make a compromise? And then Desi's just like bananas and Tori. Next. Yep. They are survivor players. I also uh,
1: I also loved Wes's confessional here. This was my second potential line of the night. But he goes, I get to give my little speech, I get to give my little points. But then as soon as I get done, they basically just tell me, oh, that was cute, Wes. That
4: <laughs> yeah, was
0: the equivalent of cool story, bro. Cool story, bro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so obviously Bananas and Tory. it's, it's pretty unanimous throughout the green team. I didn't write down all the different votes. It doesn't really matter. It was overwhelming numbers uh, for Bananas and Tori. You know, next they they move into blue, kind of sitting down to talk and they really want to protect Tory. So they're like, we're going to vote for a red guy. um, Try to get as many male names in there as possible so that we can try to ensure it's a male elimination and keep Tory safe. And then, yeah, and then they go in for the secret vote. And the only thing that we really see is that Tiffany ends up flipping on the secret garden alliance um, and she does not vote John A., um, because she said that she has a personal bond with John A and she wants to be able to to look John A in the eye down the road or, you know, in real life or whatever, and be able to say that she kept her word to her. I, I like fair. this for Tiffany. It's fair. I don't like that it was something that she's hiding from the alliance that she's working with. Yeah. But at the same time, I get why she didn't just openly tell them this. And I don't think this is going to be one of those things that comes back to bite her in the butt especially because, you know, of what ends up happening with the elimination. And it never it just never got brought up. And so I don't think that like down the road, somebody is going to be like, now, you know, back on that second vote. Like, I don't I just don't see it at this point coming back to bite her in the butt. So I think she got away with this one. Um, it was a little bit risky, but fair, in
0: my opinion. Well, it's in my opinion, why she has is- ranked as one of the greatest to never win Big Brother, right? Right. Why she's such a good strategic player is because she knows she can make a little move that will protect her authenticity with John A and that relationship. Mm. But it still isn't going against what the alliance is doing. She's making the right move. She's reading the room correctly, unlike what John A did in right. the previous episode. Yes. You know what I mean? Like John A could have thrown a vote, but don't throw a vote to someone on your own
4: team. Correct. You know? yeah. Correct.
1: Yeah. And that was the other thing. It's not like Tiff was, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to vote John A. I'm going to. Put my my vote on Desi or Chanel like it's not like she voted for somebody
0: Desi because Desi had one vote. I'm almost positive. I
1: think I don't think it was Tiff. I don't know. I I don't think it was.
0: It was. was,
1: I think she voted for a guy. I think she I think she voted for a guy because they wanted a girl. So I think she voted. I think she was one of the votes for uh, for a guy personally. I don't know who voted for Desi. Just like I don't know who voted. Well, no one voted for
0: Desi because she was on the witty team. I'm thinking an episode ahead. So that's Bob. Anyway, so after this, we get to them all going down Mm -hmm. to the house to get into the elimination where TJ hurries up and gets to the hopper. Told you guys it was going all night. Um, The name of this elimination is called Drop the Ball. Before I get into that, the way it works out is TJ obviously goes to the hopper. He turns on the bingo machine pulls out one ball, and it turns out to be John A.
1: Well, just really quick. Um, so the votes break down. Polly ended up getting two. Alyssa Lopez got one. Dusty got three. Alyssa Snyder got two. Sebastian got one. Corey got two. John A got five. And this is why I, another reason why I think that Tiffany would not end up getting found out in this situation is because the votes were literally Everywhere. all over the fucking board. Like, it would have been so hard to try to narrow down. Whereas the very first elimination um, where Michelle kind of got blindsided, it was a lot more cut and dry and easy to be like, this is what we talked about. And these numbers don't add up. But this was just all over the map. It'd be almost impossible to, you know, try to figure out whose vote went where.
0: I think her vote went to Alyssa Lopez looking at this.
1: Possibly. I I I don't see why she would vote her own alliance in at this point. It's literally vote two. Why would she vote in her own alliance?
0: I think it's the one vote where she knew that nobody else was going to vote for it. I'm just I'm making an assumption. Yeah, but
3: if you if you vote for somebody even though nobody else will vote for them, that still puts them in the hopper.
1: I'd more I, I'd more see her being the one vote for Sebastian. Just totally yeah. fucking random, out of nowhere, awesome. you yeah. know? Yeah it's a guy like it just yeah I I don't know I'm but t- I'm gonna find out either way <laughs> yeah, <you> can, <laughs> you we can try ask her. <laughs> I'm gonna find out
0: so anyways but yeah, yeah I, John A's I,
1: not, name gets drawn
0: sorry for spoiling it for you guys no I
1: it uh, doesn't matter about spoiling I just I kept track of the votes and I don't want to feel like I did it for no reason so <laughs> I wanted That's to cover fair. it I feel better
3: <laughs> informed now that Karina has
0: told us the break <laughs> yeah I, I, I feel like yes. she's slowly <laughs> trying to take the name of stats and info from you tony no nope, nah, them fighting words <laughs> i got a jingle now
1: <laughs> made <laughs> so um so this elimination um like you said before it's like a giant game of plinko um there's a machine Full up at the ball
0: plinko.
3: yeah
1: there's a machine up at the top that has 60 balls that come out one Price at a time is wrong bitch Uh, (laughs) um (laughs) you have to catch these balls as they come down before they hit the ground and get them in your goal black balls are worth one point silver balls are worth three points if the ball you can wrestle each other but if the ball touches the ground it's out i don't know honestly in my opinion there's not a whole lot to say here tori absolutely bodied her dog walks johnny through yes. this whole thing. And like, I don't say that in like a haha way because I fucking no. love John A and I love Tori. So, like, this one was hard, but, but there it would just was not even close. I do actually, you know what? No. John A got a really good slam in on Tori. She, she fucking did. grabbed her, wrapped her leg around her, and fucking just threw her to the ground. Was like, bitch, get on the ground. And I was like, get her, John A. I mean, it's not gonna work out, but, but get her, that was awesome. <laughs> and and knowing Tori, she probably respected the hell out of that move. So totally um, major cool. major props to John A for that. But yeah, yeah. Tor- Banana
0: said it Tory right. Tori rector, dude. Banana said it right. Like he she manhandled John A through that whole thing. Yeah. Like there was not one point where John A wasn't either getting thrown to the ground or thrown up against that wall. Yeah. That was no.
2: insane. I know a lot of people like might not be the biggest fan. But Tori, but they got to give her credit. Like she is a beast. Um, yeah. It just takes you back to where she went against Jenny and just demolished Jenny and stuff like that. That girl is a beast. And that's why, you know, people want her out and everything. Like, I, yeah, that was a good elimination. Oh, <laughs> I, know yeah, they like, friends. I know they were like real good friends, but yeah, it was like really, really good.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, man, is like you got to give Tori her respect because honestly, yeah. in my opinion, like in a purely physical sense, the only person that competes with her on this season is Desi.
1: Yeah, I agree.
3: Yeah, I would put Michaela there too. Um, one of my points actually was I don't want to see Michaela in elimination, but I would be interested to see how this elimination goes with Michaela versus Tori. Michaela versus Tori? Oh, wow. Thinking back to like mm-hmm. I know yeah. Karina, you've seen Millennials versus Gen Xers, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like her then. Would have still been like somewhat of a force against Tori, but her now even more so with the. I'm thinking like the,
1: like with the, the life preserving the water. She's, yeah, he's talking about the water one that you. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, don't I mean,
2: know Tony, I don't know Tony because yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know. Tony, Tony, when she did the Jenny, you know, Michaela is like.
0: And here's yeah, the thing: I mean, we have such a small sample size on Michaela in a physical. Yeah, but a, same, yeah. same with
1: Desi. We have we really don't have any sample size of Desi on a head-to-head, one-on-one physical, you know, situation. Um, and same with Chanel. Like I, I personally think yeah. that Chanel would be another one, just yeah, size-wise, that could hold her own against Tori, But I don't know what her strength is or her endurance or anything. Like it's so hard to put these new people in those situations because it's so different. Right. You know what I mean? But I mean, I do think that the, the level of competition in, in a good handful of the women that are, I I keep saying new, but that are coming in as quote unquote rookies (laughs) from like survivor and big brother. I think that this is a really good, like batch of women for the challenge. And I think like if Michaela couldn't stand up to Tori in something like this now, if she continued to play the challenge and like train for stuff in the challenge is definitely something I could see in the future. I just don't know what her training is like. Her strength is like, you know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. But I, yeah, the, this class of quote unquote rookies, rookie females is I hope they continue to play because I I really like the majority of them from this season. They have
3: staying power. I love
1: it. It's
0: one of the strongest rookie female classes, I think, that has ever been assembled. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. So anyways, Tori ends up winning this elimination 29-15. Like we said, it wasn't really that close at all. Um, even with the edit. Yeah. Um, So TJ gives Tori the option. Do you want to stay on team blue or do you want to switch it up? And she goes, look, I, that team red is looking real nice, but I see how you guys treat your women champs. So I'm going to stick with team blue.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Yeah.
0: Like, and that's the thing, like, I see us getting a version of Tori that we got in War of the Worlds 2, like after that Jenny West yeah. elimination, where it's like, fuck me, you bitches. bitches, if you want to get rid of me, you got to come down here and get rid of me. And I don't yep. think <laughs> like I said, outside of Desi, I don't think anyone wants that smoke.
1: Amanda especially don't want that smoke. She already knows what it's <laughs> Make about. Make you a fucking a mani pack, pack again. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: You know, it, it's one of those scenes, and I think, it, I forget if it was Wes or Bananas who said it, but as bad as they felt for John A getting fucked up down there by Tori, it was the perfect sign to throw at everyone to say, this is what you're going to end up getting if you come against you us. You keep fucking with us. Yeah. You're going to get the best of us. Mm-hmm. And it makes it exciting. Um, it gets Unless they get hyped. Amanda. Well, yeah. i
1: mean, she's, sorry. I'm she's sorry. The barely... episode is almost over. So I got to get my last like shots in. Okay. Because. She doesn't do nearly as dumb of shit on episode three. So I got a kid on my shot. I mean, she's done with episode two. <laughs>
0: she's barely a challenge legend. So they got to give her something, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so speaking
1: that, of which that's my line of the
0: night. Yeah, that's my line of the night. Is too. Okay. Yeah. And that wraps up episode two. So let's get through that. So that's our line of the night. Tony, who's what's what your was line your name?
1: favorite line of the night? So I had
3: two. one was anybody got any raid from Tiffany.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good
3: but secondly was when they were talking when they gave Tori the option to switch and West just goes, send Amanda over there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was actually funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was pretty funny. What about you?
3: Tal-
1: Honestly, really quick before, oh. I'm sorry, before we move on now that you bring that up that um, I'm sticking with my line of the night, but if Tori had defected to green and kicked Amanda off, how fucking stacked fire is that team now? Oh, they're not
0: losing. That's like the USA yeah. team on War of the worlds too.
1: <laughs> they're not losing. Wow, Desi, Michaela, Tori, like what, Like, dude, they're set.
0: So, Talik, did you have a line of the night? Um, I guess when Wes was pleading his
2: case and Desi was like Johnny Bananas, that was just I don't know what. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, just, I just thought that
2: was like it just not mean the court hard out and they just did not care. I thought that was so funny
1: it was great uh, yeah it's yeah, that's that's a, really it. a
0: really good one um my mvp for the episode it's Tori. i mean that performance and elimination oh, are shows we MVP? i'm i'm doing it i'm okay. already on it so uh that's the one i'm going with is it, it's Tori. i mean who was like, your
1: favorite confessional giver confessional oh fuck giver.
0: confessional giver mm-hmm. for the episode probably wes Okay, because of that fair. that moment where he was like, and they're like, all right, cool story, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the self-awareness <laughs> yes. of the <laughs> okay. situation is just, you can't go wrong and Wes is going to deliver. So,
1: yeah, that's true. I, if we're, if we're doing MVP, I will also um, toss the, that, that, that was just so hard because like there were two limited weird shit, but I, I'll give it to Tori too. But my confessionalist one. I went back and forth on this one a lot and I actually ended up giving it to Desi. Like, I just feel like her, the way she told the story and the way that her confessionals kind of carried the episode from the start of the plan to executing her plan um, was just so well done. And I love Desi and confessionals and she's so freaking pretty to look at. She could just give confessionals all day and I'd be fine with that. Um, So yeah, so I gave mine to Desi this time.
3: (laughs) So I've got, Two, Desi, for one, pretty much for the exact same thing that you said came from the exact same portion of the episode, but also Dusty because he's just like, he is quite literally, as he said, a kid in a candy shop. He is such a fan of the show, and then he is absolutely the everyman. He is the viewer in the show that he loves. And the confessionals that he's giving, you can just tell that he's a super fan and he's so giddy to be there. And so jazz to do like anything, any challenge, and just be around all of these people. That it's fun to watch him be so excited to just be there.
1: Hell yeah, I love it. Talik, did you have like a favorite confessional giver person? I'm um, gonna say
3: Desi. <laughs>
2: I feel like, like you said, Desi is pretty to look at. I feel like she could do yeah. so many memes because of her facial expressions and everything.
4: Yes. So
2: i definitely would get that to her. MVP, I'll give it to Tori, you know. She nice. could like it would have been fun to see her switch being the spot. That would have been great TV, but you know. Yeah. I'll give it to her. Yeah.
1: I like it. I, I like feel, it.
0: I feel like we're gonna see a switch eventually. I, I don't think we're gonna get this stagnant say, I'm I think stay it's with up. the team. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, no. I think it's coming up soon.
1: Anyway, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll but, uh, uh, my MVP,
3: by the way. I missed that. But oh,
1: okay. oh, okay, for doing cool. the
3: daily twice for throwing down Bananas and Tori as the first vote, it was definitely a tag team between her and Michaela as far as the conversation went. Mm-hmm. But to at least based on the edit, the start of those dominoes falling was her waiting for Wes to finish and following it up with Bananas and Tori.
4: Yeah, yeah,
0: no, I like it. So that, that wraps up our recap of episode two of Challenge USA. And you know what? Like I said, we're going to go ahead and bookend that with Boom. episode three of the Challenge USA 2. And the title of that is, listen to this ad from Spotify for podcasters. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's, it's a commercial. Enjoy. <laughs> everyone thank you so much for sticking through that ad uh now that you're back we're ready to jump into episode three of challenge usa 2 civil war i mean it's not really a civil war but it's a good episode so i'm pretty sure that's what the title was oh that's what the title was but i don't think it's a fitting title is what i'm trying to say yeah (laughs) um it's it should have been like episode three watch a grown man throw a fit
3: Episode three, temper tantrum.
4: <laughs> episode yes. three,
0: go to your room. Motherfucker, you're in my room. <laughs> episode three, fucked around and found out. <laughs> episode three, somewhat athletic, but still bitching about everything. <laughs> that was the only positive
3: that I had about in this episode, and you stole it. I liked his sweater.
1: He it was did, that sweater was nice. That yeah. was
2: a good one. Obviously, episode three. Get over yourself,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it would have been really funny if his shirt had said something like, um, "You know, good at dumb shit" or whatever it was that Fessy said. Stupid
0: shit. Yeah, <laughs>
1: good at stupid shit or whatever.
0: Episode three. Bananas makes Amanda look sane. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: Never thought somebody would do that. Yeah. Right. Bananas made me appreciate Fessel
0: do fessy's comebacks in this were top-notch i'm gonna be yeah. honest like i yeah. was impressed
3: i sent it to you guys in the chat it was basically shakespearean the two of them you're a bitch too why what planet are you on my own that was funny though that was funny tony <laughs> i was like it was, was out of nowhere yeah <laughs> it's like fessel is laying on the bed <laughs> So fucking
0: nonchalant about it, too. Yeah. So, anyways, the start of this, we're, we're already diving like towards the end of the episode, but in the <laughs> beginning of the episode, uh, it's, you know, everybody walking in the house after the Tory John A elimination and Tori talking to Banana saying, a lot of people wanted me out. And Banana's replies, welcome to my world. Well, that's what happens when you do 22 seasons and win seven of them. Yeah. Let's just and be honest. And you continually
3: inform everybody that you've won seven of them.
0: <laughs> so from there it goes straight into fucking Tori and Amanda just going at it oh my god do you Again. know what I gained
3: from this conversation hmm. Alyssa. Alyssa is their roommate that's what I gathered it's from Alyssa, this entire yeah, no. conversation <laughs> was that I was wrong last week and that it's Alyssa that's in their room and not yeah. Michelle that is the only thing I gained from five minutes of the episode that I'll never get back
0: <laughs> it like their animosity might be very real towards each other but this fight seemed very put on. Yeah, Her it one with se-
1: Michelle did too like it's just very like oh the camera's here let's do something to get on TV like I, I don't know and I know this one was like I don't know who started this argument because it was just kind of started in the middle of it and obviously there was stuff cut out whatever but I don't know it's just it's just cringe like did Tori just- say she was her best friend at one point I think she was That's- being like sarcastic. You know what I mean? Like, I think they were just talking shit to each other.
2: She had to be sarcastic to say that she had. To
4: well, be- yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and the thing I found interesting that I heard is like whenever an argument or like some, something like this breaks out, you hear about the CBS players just scattering and getting away. and, it's funny because it shows you how different the shows are. Like the challenge, this is encouraged and fans like it. But if you do this on Big Brother or Survivor, oh, you're, you're fucking it's a death sentence in that game. You're pretty much getting voted out that week.
1: Yeah. As soon yeah, as you yeah, have like- conflict.
0: <laughs> all, all I could think of was like James and Owen just
3: complaining at each other on Survivor. They're just irritated by each other and they were at their wits end. And like everybody else is just like giving them space. Whereas (laughs) in the challenge house, everyone's like, ooh, a fight.
0: Right. So most of the intro of this is just letting us know that the rookies are going after the vets. Like it gets repeated 15 times. And it's like, we We got it. it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We don't need this constant reminder. But one thing I found interesting, I want to hear your guys take on this is. Last season during Rider dies, when Nelson got his call and he called Corey and told him yeah. he was working with Fessy, mm-hmm. he got a lot of shit from Corey. And then we get he a fucking did. confessional from Corey saying Fessy's like my number one in this game.
1: Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, and it suddenly makes what Nelson said to us in his interview make sense. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, just wait till you guys see this one. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but just 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 wait. You guys will see. You guys will see. And I wonder, I wonder if that's kind of the reason, because Corey knew that there wasn't going to be a lot of like vets or anything on this season. Obviously, he knew he was going in as one of six as much as they try to say, like, oh, the, you know, survive the CBS cast didn't know that the MTV vets were bullshit. They knew that everybody knew everything like everybody knew everything they always do. Well, we're not stupid, we we're knew. not children. Like, please don't treat us like children, okay? <laughs> you
2: saw how John started you saw how John started jumping up and down before they even saw who it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know. well, he just likes jet skis.
1: And bananas did a <laughs> bananas did an interview with People Magazine. And even though he said, like the only person who reached out to him via DMs before filming started, there was only one person, but that one person was Dusty. So the 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 CBS cast knew. That maybe they didn't know exactly who was coming, but they knew that there were vets coming. So, yeah,
0: you know, there's an interesting one that just came out. Um, We don't ever really reference his podcast, but bananas had Polly on for his latest episode and they were talking and Polly was telling a story about how Wes is pissed off at him. Because Wes tried to call him before they left for the season saying, Hey, I heard you're going to be on it. And Paulie said, I lied my ass off every time I talked to him, (laughs) telling him, Nope, not going to be on it. Not going to be on it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I found that interesting, but yeah, a majority of people knew who was going to be on it. And even if they didn't, I know a majority of cast looks at spoilers yeah. and they could yeah. have literally looked at the spoiler while they were at the airport to see who's going to be on that season. <laughs> yeah. That's how fast they were coming out yeah. for this. Exactly. Um, but if to me, the part that happened next in this episode was really the best part of this whole episode, because to me it, it transcends once again, the challenge.
4: Yeah. And Absolutely. that's
0: Polly sitting in the room with Tori and them having the conversation about, well, we were just talking about Paulie's evolution uh, in his character arc in the show. And he talks about, you know, he recognized some things about when he was on television as far as him trying to portray this alpha male status, um, because growing up in sports and athletes and kind of like a traditional home, he always questioned his sexuality, but just never was open to it. And he talks about also going to therapy about his fact of like always seeming to come into every season with a chip on his shoulder and trying to get in people's faces and start fights. And he realized he was kind of putting his worst foot forward instead of his best foot forward. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he talks about understanding his insecurities and working on that. And it's to me, that's something that's bigger than the show, because it's not about him telling Tori that it's about that conversation happening and being edited into the show and somebody else seeing that yeah, and it helping someone else. And that's bigger than reality TV. Yeah. And, and I, I, I really wanted to make sure I, I brought that up because it, it was just such a refreshing thing to see. Yeah. You know, especially from Polly.
1: No, I, I agree. And, and and just touching on the thing about, you know, like it transcending beyond reality TV, beyond the challenge, yeah. beyond the show. You know, this is this is massive. And I know a lot of people have had like some back and forth, like did Polly just come out as bisexual on the show? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yes, he did. And he even has an article that was titled that way and written that way, posted on his page. So yeah, he, this was, was glad. this was a massive moment. And I just, for me, this was a real moment where we got to see not the TV Pauly, not, you know, we got to see the real person and we got to see him be vulnerable in that moment. And it was like, honestly, it was my favorite part of this entire episode.
3: Yeah, Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. And I mean, like Sarah and I talked about it as well. I mean, this season has been like a complete... We always try to go in like blank slate on returning players as well as rookies and things like that so that we have the opportunity if there has been growth to kind of like make note of that and change our opinions accordingly. Yeah. And Paulie's one of them where like that moment and being so vulnerable and so open and like being himself and kind of letting that guard down was amazing to see. It was great for whoever's going to see that and feel empowered because of it yes i don't want to diminish it by saying that i wish that it was given a bit more time to breathe but i do wish that it was given like the teensiest bit more time to breathe before it was like before we moved on and we never mentioned it or touched on it again
1: right i do agree with that yeah it did feel very like from that right into okay now let's go into the daily and do this you know this thing and
3: yeah yeah and he said, I believe that he said that there were some confessionals where he spoke about it as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
3: they, based on the edit, like they didn't make it into the finished product. But yeah, even just like something to sort of close that scene off. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah I agree was, with that.
3: I'm glad that it's, it was done because something that like Rick, you've talked about a lot is how the real world was sort of your window into a lot of conversations that you weren't having or you weren't privy to in your upbringing so it could be a matter of like this is something for the challenge
0: this is that one like that kind of tipping point and and that's you look i'll give credit where credit's due to buna murray because they do make sure that well they don't make sure but it seems like they always put this into one of their shows if they have the opportunity to if someone's going to be vulnerable like that mm-hmm. and the fact that it was on cbs where instead of a couple hundred thousand people watching the episode, you're getting it's over a, a million. It's, it's, you're getting close to two million it is such a huge thing, you know, for that yeah. to be on television. Um, so, and so shout outs to Buna Murray, CBS, and, uh, but most importantly, Paulie Calafiori for, yeah, for being open and vulnerable and willing to have that conversation for himself and everybody else.
4: Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I
2: cry. But, um, their part. I guess because being friends with him and stuff like that and knowing stuff, and for him to, like, say that on TV, then an article comes out the day. You could just, like, me and Tony were talking about, you could tell that, like, from his first season that, you know, him explaining, like, how he had to act, like, he's a different person, you know? And, like, when, you know, it's just, like, so dope to see, like, your friends, like, soar or just, you know, go to therapy and just try to change, you know? Because I know he gets a lot of flack, which is... Yeah. A lot of flack, but you know the seat I think that was a good highlight that you know they did that was like really really good
1: shout out to them it humanized them
0: it, it, it's like okay. one of the few times we're gonna sit there and say good job production for doing the right thing yeah you know what I mean yeah.
1: <laughs> very true God
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny
0: <laughs> uh, you know it, and it makes what happened in this episode so much tougher right because yeah. now I want more
1: I want him to do really good yeah. now
0: yeah I want to see more Polly yeah. um, not that I didn't prior but it just reinforces that fact right yeah and like Tony said they didn't give this much room to breathe because right from there we head into the daily so to kind of shift gears this daily is called capsize what they have to do is they have to swim out to this boat uh, they have to flip it over because as an answer key on the bottom, you can't swim underwater and look at it. you have, they have to flip the boat over and on the underside is the answer key, which is a list of flags, total of 20 of them. Mm-hmm. And it shows you how they have to be aligned. Then each person has to swim out to a buoy. They don't say how far grab three flags and bring them back. And then they have to align the flags in the proper order and swim off to uh, a dock, basically.
1: You have to race back to the dock that they jumped off of. Yeah. Um, and the, the biggest rule is that um, only one person can swim at a time out to the buoys to get the flag. And everybody on the team must swim at least once.
0: Yep. Yeah. So uh, red is up first. Um, they all hop in. <laughs> once again, look, like I don't want to single out uh, an individual person, but I'm just going to say this. If you don't know how to swim and you're going on the challenge you need to go take lessons because it plays such a large role in every season of the challenge now that yeah if you want to win and be competitive you have to do that um thankfully this was a team situation where in usa one it was just a partner situation and if you weren't stuck with tyson you were fucked if you couldn't swim
4: <laughs> um
0: this situation they were able to get two of their teammates to help swim out there
1: which really quick, that was for the red team. It was Dusty. And who else was help, helping Tiff get out? Josh. 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 Okay, so so obviously, like, like Rick said, we're not going to sit here and, you know, bag on people. You all know how we feel about challengers who show up and don't know how to swim. But massive shout outs to Dusty and Josh for stepping up and, you know, making sure that they played their part on the team and helped get the people who couldn't swim out to the boat and then back to the docks. So, but what I did find interesting is that even those people who can't swim, quote unquote, who can't swim and had to have their, their team help them um, because all three teams had somebody on there who could not fucking swim and had to be dragged by another partner or by another teammate. Um, but, and I just lost my thought. What was I talking about? Two people. Right.
4: Yeah.
0: Three people, all, everybody on one yeah. team had. I don't
1: remember what my okay. point was going to be. So just move on, I guess. Anyway, but- so
0: with Red being up first, uh, they get over, they have a hard time capsizing the boat, but they finally kind of get it done. And it was cool to see Polly kind of take the team captain yeah. role in that. Yeah. And he was super, like, how do I want to say this? He was very, not so much reserved. But he held himself with a lot of poise in this situation. Yes. And it showed his his background in competitive sports as far as division one soccer and the MLS. You could really see that from him.
1: It was um, very leadership versus controlling. Yes. You know what I mean? It was very much a leader versus I, I don't know what other kind of word to use, but he it was more like he was leading them instead of like telling them what to do and how to do it and all this kind of stuff. No. You know, it was very, very no. contrast to what War of the Worlds two was like.
0: Anyways, uh, Red at first seems like they're doing good, but as being the first ones up, it's hard to really tell because I've never seen this challenge before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it gets to the point where they're starting to align the final flags and Michelle messes up the order from what I can tell in the edit. I don't know how accurate that is, mm-hmm. but it does seem like with Michelle. That when there is some pressure applied in a situation, she doesn't always handle it the best. She seems to kind of break in those situations, which is surprising because in Survivor, it's such a pressure filled game all the time. Mm -hmm. And she did so well at it. You think that that would translate more over to the challenge? Yeah, Yeah, I think she's slowly getting there,
3: but it's like a little bit each season rather than like over the course of a season. Well,
1: And and to be fair, it's you know, it's not like like even on Survivor, it's not like, you know, she was fucking cool as a cucumber the whole time. Like she, you know, had the same kind of issues, paranoia and, you know, stuff like that that she struggled with. Um, But I think like Tony said, like you can see it get a little bit better on each season of like a reality show competition show that she she plays on. And really quick, I remembered what I was trying to say earlier, Um, even for the people on the teams who who cannot swim. They have to swim by themselves out to the buoy to get the flag. So like it just, again, reinforcing that idea that if you want to be on the challenge, you can't just assume or like rely on other people if you don't know how to swim. Like you have to learn how to swim. Basic swimming.
0: Well, in here, look, I do want to give a caveat to that is they weren't swimming in 70 degree weather with calm seas no. like there were white caps on the water. It was obviously cold out there. TJ was bundled up. Yeah. All of the casts looked cold as shit. The wind and,
1: was blowing there was there a was, current like yeah, it was. So yeah.
0: if there if you're not an experienced swimmer, it can feel very overwhelming, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but no one quit. So shout out to them on yeah. that one.
1: Yeah. Red did end up figuring out where their issue was. They had to. You turn the boat back over an extra time and relook at the puzzle pieces and stuff or the, you know, the answer key. Um, But they ended up getting it done and getting back to the to the dock and uh, which kicks off blue to go next. And what I found interesting was the contrast between the strategies of the three different teams. So like with red, what they did is they ended up appointing certain people to be like memory people. And then they appointed other people to be like the ones who would work on capsizing the boat. Right. Whereas on green or I'm sorry, on blue, they had a little bit different of a strategy. They gave the memorization to the women, but they would have the girls memorize them in blocks so that each person's only memorizing five flags instead of trying to, you know, do like have like one or two people do all of it. And then the guys were the ones roll, rolling the boat back and forth. And I don't remember exactly exactly what he said, but I, I believe it was Sebastian who said that he works in some way with like boats. And he was like, dude, we can capsize this. I know exactly how to do it. Like easily. It's fine. I do this I I don't remember exactly what he said, but he works with boats in some sort of way. So um, they got that boat flipped over quick. Like they were rocking that thing back and forth so easy. Is anyone surprised that sea bass
0: works with boats and knows how to capsize them? Because I'm not. (laughs) not. No, it seems so (laughs) fitting, dude. It does. So I just had to throw that out there. Yeah, Um, I mean, blue did look like they went at a a faster pace than what you saw red doing.
1: They were doing great. And and here's where I have to give my fuss shout out major props to Fessy for being the one that picked up the slack for the non-swimmers on team blue and uh you know was helping was helping transport the non-swimmer but they absolutely they absolutely murdered this but yeah I wanted to give props to Fessel for that as well stepping up to the plate being a team player
3: being a team player
1: you know what major props for that because we have seen the other side of it um so major props to him for on 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 that
3: yeah I mean this we're three episodes deep now. I go in neutral on Fessy every season. So far, I sent Fessel a message on Instagram. Oh, you he will necessarily see it, but just said like credit where credit is due. Yeah. I have very openly shit on his game since Total <laughs> Madness. Yeah. <laughs> and he's turning it around this season. Like he's coming in a lot more subdued. He's not trying to be like front and center and it serves him
1: well. I agree. Um, I feel like with, with Fessel, I'm, I'm in the same position with him that I am with like some of these rookies, except it's like in reverse. Like I, yeah. I'm liking him thus far this season in a weird way, but I'm also holding on to that reservation for when that pressure hits to see how he reacts because I feel like maybe he's just not super worried right now because he knows that the big vets are the ones that are being targeted. And so once that switches, I'm I'm curious to see how his his game and his attitude and stuff change. But as of right now, yeah, I don't think there's ever been a season that Fessy was on. Where we've gotten three episodes in and I haven't had anything bad like to say about him. So no. I'm happy with that.
3: I'm prepared to send a follow-up message on Instagram that just says, never mind. Forget <laughs> what I said. <laughs> at this point, it has not happened. We're three <laughs> episodes deep. And he is actually I've I have laughed at some of the things that that Fessel has said yeah. so far this season. So that's a huge step forward in our relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've seen some people are like, oh, he he's my pick to win. I'm like. He's oh, probably no. going to shit the bed. I'm just going to be honest because it's fessy. Let's it's like expecting or not expecting him to say something stupid at some point. You know <laughs> what's going to happen. Yeah. What I really loved next was when Green Team was getting ready oh, and fun. Wes was like, I have dedicated my life, my He's, athleticism. He said,
1: "No, he <laughs> says." What say? he says, "I am a soldier in the Green Army of which I have pledged my undying allegiance to." And Michaela goes, "That's not what That's I not heard." That's not what I
0: heard. Yeah, was great.
3: That's oh. my line of the night. That's, That's why what I said I my line of the night was over so early in the episode. I was just like, "Cool, don't have to pay attention to that anymore because nothing's stopping it."
1: Oh my god, that was amazing. I was like, <laughs> It was great. Great. I loved it. Props to Michaela for that one. (laughs) But yeah. So, so, oh, I'm sorry.
0: I was going to say they jump in and then you realize right away that Amanda
1: doesn't fucking swim. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Amanda riding someone's back on the challenge. (laughs) This had to just be way too comfortable for her. Must be a really familiar feeling.
0: Getting piggybacked by Zach through fucking Final Round. No, reckoning. like
1: literally everything that she ever fucking does on the challenge is just riding on somebody else's back, riding on somebody else's coattails. Like I'm sure she was very comfortable just getting drug along.
3: So do we think that Wes kind of like slacked a little bit in this daily because. He's supposedly like a super good swimmer. And even with Amanda on his back, she's not that heavy. No, he was still like barely moving. So
1: I did hear the current was really strong, though, too. Like, I can't remember who said it, but by it was on the green current
3: of the rookies taking out the vets. That's pretty strong. Oh, coming in hot did you
1: what got me what got me was the fact that green could not figure out how to like level or balance their boat it just kept going (laughs) like that
0: it's like a spinning wheel you
1: guys don't understand weight distribution or like what i don't come on you guys are smarter than this come on (laughs) it was because the
0: current was really strong yeah wes
1: wasn't there to show Um, them how to do it so <laughs> anyway, Green ends up getting it done, but it it, it 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 takes them a while. They we get back up to TJ and you know TJ gives us the results. Green got 19 flags, blue and red both got 20 flags. So green's out. It's been down to red and uh red and blue depending on uh time. Red did it in 43 minutes, two seconds, and blue did it in 36 minutes, 12 seconds. So blue takes the win on this capsize daily challenge.
0: I'm giving it to Bass because he knows how to capsize a boat. <laughs>
3: yeah. Now, did you see Michaela's touchdown dance for the 19 flags? Yeah. <laughs> yes.
4: It was glorious. She was
3: stoked until yeah. the other two teams got 20. It was
0: it was almost as good as all their dances when TJ announced that the name of this elimination was going to be called or the The last one. The last one was called pole pole dancing or whatever it was. (laughs) And everybody like dropped it down. I was like, wow, that wasn't planned. Right. So, yeah, blue ends up winning. So they've earned safety. Uh, for this episode, um, we get back to the house and it goes right into. The, and I love this part. <laughs> it was Alyssa and Corey, and Alyssa basically strong arming Corey into being like, dude, you're on the bottom. You need to work with us. Which
3: was even better with the height differential. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because she was just like giving it to him straight facts.
1: Exactly. I loved it. So, yeah. So Corey ends up entering an alliance or an agreement with Alyssa Lopez slash the secret garden. And the the reason I say like that is because I don't know if she told the, the, the others or if it was like that thing, or if it was just, Hey, you have to vote with us, bro. Otherwise,
0: yeah, I think it was, you know, it was just bringing the facts of, you know, you're at the bottom. Yeah. You know, you guys are outnumbered. So why are you going to stay on a sinking ship instead of working with us and getting a little bit further? Right. Exactly. and, And not only that, I think she sort of,
3: implied i think that he could go last and just sort of say
0: like my vote he, doesn't she matter did. at this point right yeah yeah and yeah. that's what yeah. ended
3: up happening at least based on the
1: edit yeah
0: and look it's it's a smart fucking move and it made me even more impressed with alyssa yeah yeah the ability yes. to not only have that conversation with a tenured vet and then convince them yeah, that's a solid fucking move. And just for that social gameplay alone, I hope she gets a callback.
1: Yeah, I, I really yeah. like Alyssa L. And actually leading into Alyssa L. So blue, blue team goes in for their little nomination meeting. And Tori kicks this off by saying that she feels that some of the people on the blue team voted John A. in is like a, a direct <laughs> shot against her. And Alyssa turns to her and she's like, well, maybe you shouldn't take it as like a direct shot against you. Maybe it's not always about you. Yeah, and that right there, <laughs> that right there is my line of the night because. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I watched it five times just so I could write it down exactly.
4: Maybe you it was t- perfect. maybe you need
3: to not think about it as so direct and think more strategically of maybe people wanted John A out maybe it's not always about you. So my yeah. vote's for bananas. <laughs> yeah, these rookies ain't playing. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. Dang. Playing.
1: they came she to took play. Notes
3: from Sarah
1: um, but what I did find interesting in this... in this, uh, Well, I guess it's really not that surprising. I was expecting Tori to want a revenge on Amanda. It does make sense what she says. She's like, no, I don't give a shit about Amanda. There's bigger f- fish to fry. And she throws her, her vote on Desi, which... Fucking fair, Tori. That's a smart-ass move because I'm going to tell you right now, Desi's probably not somebody you want to go to a final with. You know what I mean? Or an elimination against. Or an elimination against. So, totally fair. You
0: know what one got me, though? Was the fact that Bessie fucking voted for Michelle. That fucking yeah. killed Bananas me. Bananas and Michelle. Yeah, that killed me on the inside. I was like, oh, he's... he must be
1: trying to apologize to Amanda for sleeping with a fan. He's got
0: a girlfriend now, too, which is wild. OK,
1: so. well, he had a he had a girlfriend when he slept with a challenge fan, too. So, you know, it's fine. Oh,
0: when did Corey turn into Marlon
3: Brando during the uh, <laughs> nominations, though? <laughs> he was fine talking to Alyssa. And then lost his voice on the way to the nomination table, and it just proceeded to get worse throughout yeah. the yeah. episode.
1: Yeah, that was weird. I did notice that. I wa- I was wondering if he like has a cold or something. I don't know because I noticed it mainly when him and and Banana Man Bananas- were arguing. But yeah, Thought interesting. Maybe
3: it was a throwback to Banana's voice on Rider Dies. But.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, Corey caught his laryngitis. <laughs> right. Uh, so the the way the nomination ends is. The rookies get their way. It's fucking bananas. And Amanda. And uh, so they're 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 staying rookie strong, going against the vets. Um, once Bananas finds out, cue temper tantrum. Oh let's, my gosh! Let's target Corey first, where he goes off on Corey, talking about that Corey can't play the game. Then he's a fucking idiot, know, he's a fucking idiot. It's the reason he'll never win, and blah blah blah. You <laughs> are like, not
3: outnumbered. Yes, you were. There are eight people to a team, and two of them are vets. That leaves six people to outnumber two people.
1: (laughs) Six is bigger than two, Bananas, just in case you didn't know that. That math does math.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Bananas would have thrown in both Fessel and
0: Corey without blinking. Yes, exactly. Bananas would throw in his mom without thinking. Yeah, like,
3: I'm going to do my best (laughs) to be on my best behavior because I respect Dusty and he's a fan of bananas and he's on the draft team <laughs> but i'm i'm going to promise to try
1: i do want to say that like my out of this whole it just it just temper tantrum that bananas throws i think my favorite thing that he said As he goes, it was like when he was like in the kitchen or whatever, after he had went around to everybody's room, including Cassidy's room, where he yelled at her and told her to get out, even though he was in her (laughs) room. But that's okay, whatever. He says, "There's a zero percent chance I'm gonna make it through to the end of this season if I keep getting put up every elimination." And I was sitting there thinking, "No shit." Yeah, that's the fucking point, bananas. How does it feel? <laughs> yeah, that was up there with Tori last
3: episode where she's like, "The Green Team's behind this." No shit, Tori. They were the ones who
1: put up the A1. nominees. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I'm the only one being targeted over and over. I'm like, it sucks, doesn't it, Bananas? Yeah, it right. sucks, it sucks to right? Suck.
3: My favorite was Fessel. <laughs> You've done 22 seasons. You should know this.
1: This is how the game is played. Welcome to the challenge, no, Bananas. The one where he goes,
0: <laughs> you're going to try to make a move? You are the move. You are the move. <laughs> what
1: move? What move are you trying to make? You. You're the move. Get you out. (laughs) Like, what? Why is that confusing? There were
3: literal violins during his montage. And I wrote before the montage, cue the violins as soon as he saw his name. And then 10 minutes later, the violins actually started with an overlay of Chris Underwood being like, it's a subtle manipulation." No, actually, let me take that back. It's an obvious manipulation. Yeah.
1: Like.
0: I'm just going to throw bananas words back at him right here. All's fair and love war
1: and the challenge. Yeah. Sorry, bananas. Yeah. You don't get a free ride just because you're one of the goats. And in fact, that is why people are going to consistently come for you until you go home. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but like you don't just have a right to the final or a right to the end of the season because you're bananas. Okay. Like no. yeah. it, it, if you're getting the rookie treatment this year and I'm sure that it sucks and maybe oh well. you'll think about that next time you try to do this to somebody. Probably not. Oh, you
0: mean the times he did it for 21 straight seasons? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Like, fucking this one's cry. different,
0: Rick. This is about
3: him.
1: You know what? Per Alyssa L. Cry me a fucking river. Okay, that might even be my line of the night. Cry me a fucking river. <laughs> okay, Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so to switch up the pace a little bit. One thing that really impressed me is when Red was having the team meeting and Paulie called it out like, oh, they're going to go ahead and split the vote between me and Josh. Yeah, that's yep. what's going to happen because they're not voting a girl. Yeah. And pretty much exactly what fucking happened, you know, for the most part. I
3: realized that I did have a second thing that I did appreciate about bananas. This episode is when that red meeting was happening. At one point, Amanda says something, and he's like, you're not even on our team.
0: What are you doing She doesn't even go here. invited her. (laughs) You can't sit with us.
1: Um, No. I'm, I'm actually glad that you brought this up, because I'm going to make my prediction right now that this moment, this action, this move by Amanda is what is going to fuck her and send her home, because Green Team is going to figure out that she is, like, colluding with Red Team over here to vote her own team in. When she had plenty like and she tries yeah. to play it off like she had no option but to vote for a, a green guy on her team in order to keep herself out of the limit but that's not true you could have fucking voted for polly you could have fucking voted for josh you could have like there's anyway i feel like so it's very similar to the john a situation i feel like this is going to be one of the ones that gets found out and this is going to come back to bite amanda in the ass
0: Was anyone else surprised that Bananas wanted to go against Tyler? Because it it felt like an odd choice to me. I was surprised, too.
1: Yeah, it felt a little odd until he kind of explained it. You know, he was like size and, you know, like just build and stuff. I'm like, okay. what shocked me was like at first he brings up Monty and then he's like, but that's a really big guy. And then you know and so bananas. they kind of like move flashes yeah exactly so they kind of move past that and then that's when tyler you know banana starts talking about wanting tyler etc cetera, etc cetera. fast forward to one of his confessionals right before the elimination and he's like hoping monty's name gets pulled and i'm like Wait, what what happened here because what happened to tyler and monty being too big of a guy like i don't okay yeah. that's
3: you mean during the sure. confessional cam that nobody else got it's just there for bananas apparently who said that it feels like it's his rookie season, which couldn't be the truth because he wouldn't be here now.
1: That's literally what I have in my notes. It (laughs) says banana confessional quote. It feels like my rookie season again. And then I said, not true or you'd be home already.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sarah said that like Sarah is a casual previous season watcher. And when he said that she's looked at me, she's like, didn't he go home first? And I was like, yeah,
1: he did. people don't forget okay <laughs> people they don't forget they
3: don't that's how they console people who go home first they say bananas went home first his yeah, rookie season That's
1: literally exactly what we say to people hey it's okay <laughs> bananas the goat of the you know quote unquote the go to the challenge he went home first his rookie season so you'd be all right you know like yeah. we literally said that to so many people on the first season of USA one. (laughs) So that's that's hilarious. Yeah. But no, we said it to a lot of people, like even, even people, I can't remember exactly who, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So from the, from the, the special banana confessional, AKA banana cam, AKA all the special shit that bananas always get. Don't call
3: it a banana cam. That's a different show.
1: uh, He's had it before that. (laughs) that, That's what it was called. And I hated it anyway. Um, we move into the elimination. Um, and TJ gets to the Hapa, and quickly. Uh, quickly he quickly gets to the Hapa and uh, breaks out the votes. Um, so the bro- the the brots, the votes break down as such: Josh the bro gets votes, <laughs> right? Josh gets two, uh, Tyler gets three. Chanel gets one, which is really I weird. Really I want to yeah. know who fucking She'll put her name her in out. there. So, oh, she would have wrecked oh. her. She wouldn't. I mean, I don't know because this is such a weird fucking. Anyway, what, uh,
0: hold on. What was that, Talik? I
2: said, I know. I would love that. I need to y'all to get to the bottom of who did
1: <laughs> it. <need to laughs> I, I know. I got to figure it out. I'm
2: surprised she. i surprised she got a vote. So surprise.
1: I was too. Um, and then Pauly got three, and Monty got five fucking votes. Wow. And you know who gets pulled out of the hopper? Polly. What? Uh, no. Like, <laughs> what? No.
3: These, the first and the third elimination are really proof that, like, you could have one in yeah. there. Yeah. And go in just as easily as if you have five. Yeah. Oh, like,
2: yeah. it's it, yeah, it it just happen. luck in the you, draw. Yeah.
3: Mm hmm. You know, and that's why I know this, this is, I didn't give bananas the opportunity to say this, but, like, that's why you don't, burn vote (laughs) because you could get anybody to go in. You could go in on a burn vote.
0: Oh, yeah, you totally can. And it's it's really just luck of the draw. Look at that first elimination. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't have been Michelle based on numbers. But there we go.
1: Although I do want to say just like how like like serendipitous. I don't even know if that's quite the right word, but how ironic it is that it's bananas Polly gets pulled with, you know, his he had three balls in there with his name on him, gets pulled out of the hapa And they get put up against each other in an elimination that is eerily very similar to one they've already gone against each other in, except the last time Polly was not the one standing with his arm raised. Um, but I just found that very like I, I don't want, I'm not saying it's fixed or anything like that. So y'all listening. Yeah, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I was just saying it, it was just very. It just struck me as a little bit, a little bit odd. Like the chances yes. of something like that, right? Like I don't know.
0: It was it was highly coincidental, which makes me suspect.
2: Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. It should have been something physical.
0: Agreed. Oh, that would have yeah. been awesome.
3: It, um, well, at the at the very least, it should have been not stand on an ice cube and throw. <laughs> a are
2: you, guys talking, the are you light? talking about the one that they did in the pool?
1: No, Isn't the one, over? no member from um Final Reckoning. It was Bananas and Tony versus Polly and and oh, Natalie, yeah. oh, wow. and Polly and Tony had to eat the cookies and the drink the milk and stuff, and Bananas and Natalie had to stand there that for like sim- that is similar. Oh, three wow. fucking hours with their arm raised, trying not to let the thing drop on them. So, <laughs> did anyone else
0: notice that George R. R. Martin named this daily? they did or the elimination fire and ice oh my god you're such a dork (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying like you're such a dork (laughs) it's super obvious i didn't even look at the name i was waiting for Jon snow to come out and fucking announce it like how tj brought out his wife on ride or dies speaking
1: of which apparently the new snow show is going to be out at the end of 2023 i'm pretty fucking stoked for that if what i saw was accurate anyway moving on this is not the game of thrones fandom podcast not yet um so anyway so for this elimination um they have to stand on a giant block. Of ice um, holding their arm in the air, and their arm is, you know, connected to a bucket of fish guts, a very large bucket of fish guts. Um, and then they have 25 beanbags and a target in front of them. And if they throw the beanbag and hit the target, it will turn on the fire underneath their opponent's ice block while simultaneously turning off the fire under their own ice block. But they only have 25 beanbags, and when the beanbags are gone, Your SOL with whatever situation you're in. And this was just the most like, there was one just, oh my God, moment of this elimination. And then to me, the rest of it was obviously just boring because they were just standing there. But Polly and Bananas go like tit for tat on the bags, majority of the time. Like they just go back and forth. Super, super accurate. Every single one of them. Bananas throws his last bag and Polly has one bag left. So if Polly were to hit that target, he would be set up for success in this elimination because it would shut his fire off and turn bananas on, and then bananas can't switch that situation. Unfortunately, this is the one beanbag that Polly misses. Um, so, Polly's fire stays on while bananas' fire stays off. And now it just becomes a game of who can stand there and not drop their bucket with their, you know, with whether the fire's on or whatever. Again, there's not a whole lot to talk about with this. Unfortunately, Polly's ice ends up melting quicker because his fire is on. Uh, which gives bananas the win, but they did stand there with their arms raised in the air for 38 minutes. That's a long ass fucking time. I know that doesn't sound like much to just yeah. like your arm up there, but literally like if you're listening right now and you think that this elimination would be easy, I want you to just go for like 15 minutes just hold your no, arm. You
0: don't even have to do that. Go for five.
1: Just hold your arm in the air and <laughs> and in the exact same spot. You can't be like, up and moving it around and stuff it's got to be up above your head and you have to hold that shit there it's harder than you think like that shit your arm your shoulder your back like oh my god and maybe it's just because i'm old but anyway whatever did you guys
2: see when paulie was the last man how tj was so shot yeah he was yeah. so shot you could tell after, i'm like did tj run paulie the window i was like oh uh. i did
0: I liked I forget who said it but it was right in the middle of the elimination and they're like "Polly is looking into banana's soul. Yes. I think it was Tyler, I think it was Tyler. <laughs> was yeah. It Tyler.
1: Yeah. It was I don't know if it was Tyler, maybe Monty or Lucas. No, I, know. Yeah, I, think I don't it know. It was
0: Tyler. And Tyler's such a bro. He has a great
2: game face.
0: Yep. He's such a bro. Like,
2: yeah, he is a bro. I'm just waiting for him to be like, what's
0: up, bros of Stalin?
2: <laughs> I was about to
0: say, you can go. You, you don't have to keep your hand up. You can just talk. He's no, I trying don't to do pass. the
1: challenge. Yeah,
0: I also like Alyssa's
3: of that Bananas is so old that hopefully his back will just give out.
4: <laughs> yeah, I
0: liked the part where bananas was like, "I'm just trying to pretend like this isn't bothering me at all, and try to stay stoic." And Kareem's like, "Well, you're fucking failing at that. You keep grabbing your back. Like,
4: <laughs> yeah, it looks like
0: me in the morning when I wake up. I'm like, oh, oh my god." Well, Polly's
3: movement, the one that got Polly out, was such a like micro movement. Yeah. When I was watching it the second time, I was watching really closely, and it was just the smallest. Blick of
0: his arm mm-hmm. that pulled that down, and the ice had already melted so much at that point. Yeah, like he lost like fifty percent of its mass. You yeah, know I mean, so anyways, like Tony said, he Paulie ends up getting eliminated, which one of the honestly for the first time, like where I was really upset to see Paulie go.
4: Yes, like same. I
0: wanted him to stay in this one. I thought he could have really done well this season with the competition that was there. Yeah, um, I agree. I did love the fact that he ran up and hugged TJ when TJ said goodbye. Yeah. I yep. love that so oh. much.
1: It was very cool. I enjoyed the um compliment that, you know, Bananas gave to to uh Polly. Yeah. Um and kind of that, you know, that squash thing and look, I know there's a lot of drama and stuff between like Polly and Bananas and Kara and, you know, all this this shit but there is with like Amanda too. And he was fine with Amanda. And, you know, and so I, I just, I, I like when maybe they're not friends, like outside of the game and, you know, maybe they don't call each other and hang out on the weekends and stuff, but I like when people are able to put their differences aside for the betterment of like the game. And these two definitely tried to do it. So just props to them for that.
3: Definitely. And Sarah wanted me to make sure that I also mentioned that Sarah was as upset that Polly went home as I was, yeah, um, because, and especially like his his like last little confessional there, I one hundred percent got choked up, no oh, yeah, um, because like I wanted him, he was on such a trajectory to have such a redemption season, and to be eliminated this early. But then personally for me to be eliminated by Bananas, yeah. who I was already in the there to begin with, I'm just like, this is adding insult to injury at this
4: point. <laughs>
1: yeah. So um, so anyway, yeah, so Bananas wins. Um, we say bye to Paulie. and then, you know, TJ asks Bananas what he's going to do if he wants to stick with the red team or if he wants to defect to another team. Um, and Bananas kicks off his little speech by saying, you know, I'm, you know, I'm always down for like taking advantage of a ga- of a twist that's offered in, you know, the game or whatever. Um, and then skirt, just kidding, cliffhanger to be continued next week. But I'm curious, what do you guys think? Do you guys think Bananas is going to defect to another team? And if so, whose spot do you think he's going to take? Here, Tony, you've got your hand raised so you can go for (laughs) (laughs) it.
4: Perfect.
3: I will say that I think that he is going to take Corey's spot out of absolute pettiness and then make up some really dumb reason as to why he's taking Corey's spot that isn't based on pettiness.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. What do you got, Tlaiq? I think he is
2: going to switch. I agree with Tony. But Corey just to get his lick back to be petty because he felt betrayed. You know, felt betrayed, so. I don't know why he felt betrayed by Corey, but you know, he definitely wants to switch teams, and it would make a good, it would make good TV if he does. Too
0: agreed. I'm gonna go contrary. I, I say he stays on red team, even though it makes no sense for him to do so. But I just want to. I, I disagree. The devil's advocate.
1: I disagree. I think he stays on red, and I think it does make sense for him because blue just literally conspired together to vote in men to try to take bananas out of the game. And I feel like he's going to, he's going to do some switcheroo with his little speech. He's going to be like, now, you know, I'm one to always take advantage of a twist in a game, but because I, you know, he's going to pull like what I think he's going to pull what Tory did. like because, run, because they, you know, put me in a position. I'm going to stick with my my day ones and I'm going to stay with red team. And that, that's how I see it going. However, if he does end up switching to another team, I 100 percent think that he's going to take Corey's spot, which I think is a really dumb thing to do because then he's like it's just to me switching teams is is not the thing that bananas should be doing right now so
0: if they switch teams and they're the vet do they have to switch with another vet or can they they switch switch with with they can switch whoever so technically
1: the vets could build their own team build their own team of vets yeah if i was they
0: were smart if i was bananas i'd say okay i'm gonna switch to green and i'm gonna take lewis's spot
1: Yeah, and just start knocking those rookies off the teams.
0: And then you're on arguably the toughest team with Desi, Michaela, Wes, yourself.
1: It just depends on whether or not Bananas is going to choose to be loyal, petty, or strategic. You know what I mean? So we'll see.
0: Knowing him, yeah, petty. Like Tom. (laughs) And that pretty much wraps up the episode. We get left on a cliffhanger, which is a whack ass cliffhanger. Just finish up the next 30 seconds. You know what I mean?
1: I take back what I said on episode one when I said that was the worst place to cut off and leave a cliffhanger. No, this is the worst place to cut off and leave a cliffhanger. This is so dumb. But did we want to do line of the night really quick?
3: Sure. Mine's Michaela's from the beginning of that's not what I
1: heard okay nice i like it i like it uh to leak what what was yours
2: I that, was to that was funny i said the, good, one. Good. the way west was explaining it she
0: came back that was good nice i like it to me it was it was her like kind of coming out episode as far as like watch me say whatever the fuck i want and get away <laughs> with it and i'm gonna go with alyssa <laughs> talking to tori about maybe yeah. she sh- shouldn't think it, everyone's out together maybe
1: it's not all about you yeah, yeah that's mine too for uh, for my line of the night is Alyssa, and then I'm just gonna follow this up by saying that my my best confessionalist giver award for for episode three I am also giving to Alyssa Lopez. I feel like she just ate up on confessionals this episode, and every single time she told the the vets to fucking cry about it or cry her a fucking river, I, it, it just pumped me up. I was like, yeah, get him, girl. you fucking, you tell him, and so. Alyssa L. is my confessionalist for the night. Ditto. Which, yours too? Yep. Tony.
3: So I'm going to stick with Blue Team. Alyssa also, but giving credit to Underwood as well for being just like being able to assess the entire situation and just lay it out yeah. in in layman's terms. And then Alyssa for absolutely knocking it out of the park every time that she's in front of the camera.
1: Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah.
3: What about you, Talib?
1: What was the question you said? What the uh, question best like?
0: confessionals.
1: Yeah, like who gave the best confessionals for the for the episode? I
0: don't have
2: a best confessional. <laughs>
0: okay, that's, no, that's totally fair. fine. Yeah, I'll have all yeah. So I'm gonna just finish this out with the MVP, and mine's Polly. There's no yeah. runner-up. It's just yeah. Polly.
1: I'm giving it to Polly on a, on a personal level. Um, it, again, transcends anything and everything that happened on the episode. Was the yeah. uh, moment that he had with Tori. So yeah, MVP fucking all-star give him give him five stars five big gold ones like uh, whatever it's it's poly.
0: So yeah agreed what about you Tony?
1: 100% poly, nice all right so poly. i think
0: yeah unanimous here
1: yeah that's our all first right. unanimous uh mvp of the of the season nice so <laughs> real quick to
0: catch up um as far as with our fantasy teams karina has lost one person with amira
1: yep and then uh, jo- uh, Josh lost John A. John and A, then I lost, you lost Polly. Polly. So
0: yeah. I'll have new artwork out for you guys or for Karina, so she can post on Instagram by tomorrow.
1: So yes, yeah, so make sure you guys are following us on Instagram. Make sure you guys hop over while you're on Instagram and go follow Taleek. We will have all of that linked down below as well. And then make sure you hop over and check out his podcast too. So which again will all be li- linked down below. But I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Like we don't really have. A whole lot going on right now because we're so early in the season so
0: no and so to touch on what you're saying Karina yeah it's so early in the season and it's such a dynamic early portion of the season that you can't really get a read on how things are going to go because there's such a divide in the house already mm-hmm. and and it could switch up pretty quick you know all it takes is for the right team to win at the right time and yeah. get the votes right and all of a sudden yeah. we start getting, you know, rookies to go home or we can keep going down this path. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I'm excited. Look, I kind of I know I hyped up the season, but I was kind of walking in with like bated breath. Like, I don't know how good this is going to be. And it's really delivered for me on all facets of what I look for in the show. So I'm I'm really excited for the next episode. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely. Well, I think that's about everything for us, guys.
1: Yeah, I I don't have anything else unless you guys have anything that you want to add on. But yeah, I mean, I think we're 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 ready. We're set. And um, by the time you guys are listening to this eh, later tonight, we will be seeing episode four um, Sunday night at 9 p.m. on CBS. And yeah. And just remember, episode four and five will be recapped on the same day next Friday. So it will be out um, by, you know, next uh, Sunday, which uh, is, I don't know. Just go look at a calendar. You guys can figure it I out. I know, but next Sunday, th- <laughs> it depends on when they listen. So then it will be out by the, um. so episode four and five will be recapped on the 25th, and we will have it out by the 27th. So those are the release dates for episode four and five recap. Um, I know you guys were asking us to be a little bit more transparent with it. We are really trying. They just screwed us with this Weird schedule, so
0: just believe us. Wait for us to get through these episodes because eventually the episode will air on Thursday, and you guys will have a recap by Sunday.
1: Yeah, by Saturday night, Sunday morning. So, yeah,
0: so we'll get through it. Yeah. But in the meantime, you know, we're just gonna grit our teeth and give it hell. <laughs> you know, but you know what? Like Karina said, guys, if you get a chance, go to our IG and go find uh, Talik. Go find his mental health check in page. We'll have it all linked below as well. And then also we will, you know, have a link for his podcast. We really want you guys to go check that out. But for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, Tony and Info Lance, and Talik, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye.